Star Wars Geek Girls They're geek girls that like Star Wars And sometimes cry Hi, this is Zoe Hinton. I'm, as usual, here from Star Wars Geek Girl, and I have a couple of very special guests today. We're doing a, uh, a sort of roundtable um, of people who were on the Our Star Wars Story series with Jordan Hembro. So we have a couple of um, the guests that have been, you know, across that series. So I'll let them introduce themselves, whoever wants to go first. Barry, you start with B. You should go first. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm Barry, uh, better known as TK523. Uh, I've been, uh, I love Star Wars since uh, I first saw it when I was 12 years old and saw it in the theaters and uh, yeah. And then Dale, because you're, you're D, D for okay. Dale. Yeah, I guess this is true. I'm Dale Hopkins. Um, I have been a Star Wars geek since uh, 10 years old, nine years old actually when uh, the movie came out in 1977. And um, I actually know Barry and, 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 and our, our, our other guest, uh, Josh. <laughs> so let's go to Josh. That's right. I'm Josh. Um, I do know these guys. And for about 20 years, we figure now, we met on message boards and we've actually shown up and introduced ourselves to each other at uh, conventions. But I have a special connection to Barry. He saved my life in 2009 with his living kidney donation. And um, we knew each other from the Star Wars boards, living in separate states. So it's a pretty incredible story. And um, we'd gotten together for Jordan Hembro's Star Star Wars stories and reintroduced that story to the rest of the Star Wars community. And your, your, um, your episode of the series was amazing that I, I you know I watched it and I, was, I was like cried <laughs> um I cried for yours too I cried for all of them actually I do but... <laughs> well, I, I, I do I cried uh, I cried during yours too and then it, but especially when you came out and hugged your dad and stuff yeah. you know? yes I was like oh <laughs> yeah so before we continue too much into the podcast, I just want listeners to know you can go to the Star Wars YouTube channel and watch watch all the series, but you know definitely watch you know Dale's and Barry's and Josh's um, and mine of course. Um, and so, so you you all may and if you know listener of the podcast may remember Dale, we had him on the show a couple months ago. Me and Lizzie did. Yep. So he if he sounds familiar, that's probably why. <laughs> Yeah, that was that was fun. Gosh, though the weather was getting warmer. You were just getting out of school. Yeah. And, and I mean, it's the it, beginning of the pandemic. <laughs> yeah, it really was. That was that was a weird time because I I was like, you know, it was the, my episode recorded like over my spring break, right at the end of my spring break. So then I went back mm. to school for like a couple days, and they sent us home because of the pandemic started like less than a week after. We pretty much less than a week after we recorded that episode, which was crazy. 
was um set up as one of the first i think that they did in the COVID era with um us getting set up with the cameras and gear we had to put the lighting up and everything on our own and we created this uh for the show just through phone conversations and um people going on uh, live on each other's laptops to check everything that was set right yeah and yeah i remember um because i actually went up to jordan's store we've been up there a couple times we went up and it was i think it was right b before he filmed it with you guys and he was telling me like yeah they're like sending these you know these kits to like for sending kits to people to like set up themselves and i thought like wow that's crazy because i don't know about you dale but i felt like they had a pretty big fairly big crew to film they ours did. and it, they were all working really hard to set up all these lights and cameras so i was like wow <laughs> no, so I commend. I really commend you guys for setting that up. All I would have been yourselves. scared. I would yeah. have been so scared if I had to set up this stuff. <laughs> yeah. I'd be just like, oh god. <laughs> and it, it, it was cool though, because I'm uh, I'm a film student, and like just before we had been talking in my classes about how like film was like adapting to all this, and they're saying like yeah, for like documentaries and stuff, they like they're sending these kits out, and I was like, wow, that sounds crazy. And then Jordan, you know, was telling me about it, and I was like, I learned that in school. Well, Josh and I were originally uh, slated to um, to meet, I think, in January or February, and then it got pushed back to March. We were, I was supposed to fly to LA, and Josh was supposed to drive, and they, they were, Jordan was going to put me up at a hotel out there, and I don't know where we were going to film it at, but um, then the pandemic hit, and then we, so then uh, we, at that time, we thought, oh, it's only going to be about a month, and then everything, you know, everyone's going to shut down for a month, and then things will, the virus will go away, and then it, then it just kind of went a couple months, and I, I was like, oh, I, well, there goes that, you know, I didn't think we were gonna, ever going to record it again, and then Jordan contacted me and said, yeah, we're going to do this, um, but we're going to do it at a, you know, a safe, uh, COVID-safe uh, distance, and uh, and then the next thing you know, I'm getting this this big old suitcase with uh, cameras and laptops, and I'm going. I hope they I hope they have someone that knows how to set this up because I don't. But the <laughs> who is who is the, who is the gentleman that helped us, Josh? Alan Griswold. Alan Griswold, yeah. That Props dude. to him. I met him. He came out here and showed me how to set some of the stuff up a little bit um, over in our club room where I work, and. I was doing my uh, edits on my novel and he came in and um, brought the equipment down all the way from Los Angeles. Yeah, I, I, I was kind of fascinated, like, oh, well, you know, I mean, like Zoe, uh, you yeah. were fascinated on a completely different level, but I just was watching them just assemble all of these things and, and, you know, place these things and doing the sound checks and doing the light checks and, you know, making sure that the, the camera was going to track correctly and, and, you know, Hey, we need to dress the room this way. And that's the thing you guys missed out. I think, yeah. Was yeah. them going through and, and, and tearing your house apart and resetting it <laughs> oh yeah like we had to we have like a, a really big like one of those like l-shaped kind of couches and they came they um got there a little got to pa a little early and they're like hey can we like stop by ahead of time but before we're supposed to film the next day and we're like yeah sure and so they came over and they're like can you just like take all the furniture out of your living room we we're like i guess and we did it but we had to like 
take everything out and they just kind of took over like our kitchen was taken over it was like for the sound now and like and I it was kind of scary for me because you know they wanted me to help and then they gave me like the production assistant credit so but like I remember one of them just like I just got handed this like crazy expensive fancy camera and I that I'd never touched before and like all right you're gonna put that together and I was like I'm gonna what <laughs> and they showed me how to do it but it's it's scary to hold like thousands of dollars worth of equipment and be trying to screw it together when you've never done it before my you learned situation something. was um I wanted to film against my diorama uh the battle of endor and that's what you see in our stars stories so I had everything set up on tables and um pushed back everything else um to my couches and everything that's why it looks like i'm having a issue sitting down um because i was actually on the floor when i was uh trying to get up against that where it sits so i looked like i was being interviewed live from endor nice yeah that did look really cool so you did a good job setting it up oh, thank sure. you both of you did a very good job setting it up it look you know your backgrounds look very nice mm -hmm. well the funny, the funny thing the funny thing was um when uh when they when they told me about it, they said, "Oh, you're gonna have a camera behind you too. You're gonna hook up this this iPhone thing behind you, and then you're gonna so they can get different shots from different angles." So I I, I had to clear off all the stuff on. Nice, <laughs> and then they go, they go, "Oh yeah, you're not gonna do a back shot because we're you know you're gonna come in the middle of this thing, and so we're not gonna do any behind the shots over your shoulder shots." I'm like, oh. Oh, wow. <laughs> I had those shots set up too, but they didn't seem to use them. I don't know why, um, because we had a a little bit of a time where I'd moved the stuff that I put on top of that uh, display case onto the couch, and then um, it was kept getting in the shot on the side shot. So I kept moving it further, and then asking Alan, "Do you see it now?" Crazy. Um, so I have a couple questions and we kind of already went into a lot of stuff but i think the first one i had was to backtrack a little bit and i just want to know how everyone um how jordan got in contact with all of you and like how that how you got to be on the show i guess i think he, i think jordan called me i, I think or did he email me first i don't remember that was so many months ago <laughs> well for me i i um happened to see jordan had posted something on one of the star wars groups on facebook and you know he's like hey we're getting ready to cast for our star wars stories season two um you know if you think you've got a good story to tell you know just send me an email and or send him, send me a DM, and so I sent him a DM, and he sent me his email address, and I you know sent him off a little thing, and it was actually about this time last year um, that that uh, we started contact with each other, and he he called me, oh gosh, just maybe like the week before Christmas, and he's like, we're really interested in your story, <laughs> so so I'm like going. Oh my gosh! The uh, and so I had his phone number, you know, come up. And oh, as I'm driving home one day, it was just like just before the new year. I'm coming home from work, and and it comes up on my readout on my car. And it's, it's Jordan Hembro, <laughs> and I'm, I'm just like, oh. Uh, and he's like, yeah, we're definitely going with you. We'll, we'll we'll you know just hold on tight, and and we'll let you know when we're going to be in Cleveland. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> 
I work in big cat rescue and I think literally every time he tried to get in contact with me, I was with the tiger. And um, <laughs> fortunately I was with Nola, I think one of the first times he talked to me, she's a, a white Siberian tiger, a little bit uh, undersized. And she uh, is a really good girl. So I didn't have a big problem with that, but um, yeah, normally that's not really when I want to be on the phone. Got to keep an eye on those guys. I think uh, Josh actually called me and said something about they were looking for stories for this thing called the Star Wars show. And I was thinking it was like the Star Wars show, you know, the thing that's called the Star Wars show. It's not, it's not our Star Wars stories. It was called this, the Star Wars show. Sure. So I'm thinking, I'm thinking we're going to be on that thing. I'm like, well, it's going to be like two minutes, you know, and they're just going to come in and do like a quick, like a news thing, you know. And then, uh, then I come to, then finally I found out it's called our Star Wars stories. And then I went back and I started checking out the older episodes and I think there were, it was before, before Dale's episode came out. And then, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for me, it was, um. It was after after the first, because I'm obviously friends with Lizzie, who was in the first season, one of the first episodes of that season, I think. And um, so I was kind of like, she kind of like shouted me out on that. And then my dad was able to get in contact with Jordan Hemro. And you guys know, because you're on the podcast, he kind of just badgers people about doing stuff yeah. um, in a good way. Uh, but so he, I guess I think he badgered Jordan Hemro a little bit. And then I actually ran into Jordan at Celebration because with the podcast, I was able to get a pass where I could come in to Celebration like before the floor opened and just kind of walk around. And Jordan was filming something and he had, you know, a camera person and Matt Martin with him. And he pulled me aside. He's like, here, do you want to do a quick like little mini Our Star Wars Stories for the feed? And I was like, sure. So we we did like just a small interview in, in Celebration Chicago. And I thought like, you know, like, all right, well, I guess I technically did our Star Wars stories, and I didn't think, you know, I'd hear from him again, but then later, he's like, all right, we got a green light on season two, and we want, we want to do one on you, so he messaged us, and we arranged it, and it got, I think we were originally supposed to shoot in, like, January or February, but it did get pushed back to, to right before the pandemic, um, fortunately, so. Celebration Chicago was a great time. I ran in, well, I went there with Barry, and I ran into Dale there several different times. Um, we were standing around by the line, I think, for the Star Wars store, or I was going to um, the panel on Rebels or on Resistance. I'm not sure, but um, and then we ran into you guys upstairs again, too. Yeah. Um, and um, it was a good time. I knew so many people there. Those celebrations are one of the highlights of Star Wars. I wanted to give a shout out because I'm a diorama builder, and Barry and I worked on Frank DiOrio's dioramas, which are a staple <laughs> of that. And he was building Scarif. Rogue One is probably close to my favorite Star Wars movie, give or take. I love Return of the Jedi, as people know. And I um, had a lot of fun. And Barry and I sat down and we worked on that diorama, putting shore troopers on the beach every single day of celebration. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, we started out, we started out though, um, because it was my first time working on this, this uh, diorama. And uh, so we started out uh, filling paint bottles. 
we had to we had to squeeze this bot these up and fill these little paint bottles so everyone had their own little paint mm -hmm. stuff. It was it was a mess. It was messy. <laughs> so fortunately, they gave us like a something to cover our our shirts with and stuff. But yeah, <laughs> but then we got the paint stuff and and uh, and build build a little little landscape. Yeah, I'm going to use that um, technique on, that we worked with on Scarif. I'm worried about how I'm going to make those palm trees. I'm trying to go up um, to the six-inch scale and do Chiriton Bays fighting stormtroopers on the beach there. And um, I've got to figure out how to upscale those palm trees and uh, do the water and everything in there. So what do you got there? You got your X-Wing? Yeah. <laughs> Toys <Nice>. everywhere. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm outside, actually. Um, that profile picture I'm taking, I'm just drinking and um, picking back, but it's daylight out in California still, and um, I'm uh, pretty much like you see in my profile picture, <laughs> but just looking around at um, all there is to see, because um, I'm at a couple, hour, couple hours earlier, huh? I wanted my toy, too. <laughs> I love it. And well, you're all porg today because you're dressed I, yeah, up with your porg, porg shirt. Pajamas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Baby Yoda and Babu Frick are in the other room. So the porg was my closest. Yeah. Ba Baby toy. Yoda and, and, and Babu Frick are on my bed right now, keeping <laughs> watch over me, making sure I don't fall apart. Yeah. Well, for my, my birthday in uh, September, my. My sister made me the like the little carrier, you know, the little floating carrier mm. thing for Baby Yoda to put my Baby Yoda in. So now he just lives in that. Adorable. <laughs> that's that's lightning in a bottle right there. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what they did to make that thing so darn cute. They they I think they won Star Wars. I think that's what they did. I think they did. <laughs> I think we should move on to the next. So the next is kind of how did you prepare yourself for the shoot? So obviously Barry and John, you had to set everything up yourselves as part of your preparation. But like, oh, what yeah. else besides that, like, did you like look at like old like stuff to like you know, bring back the memories? I guess or well, um, one of the things uh, Jordan said was you know make sure you don't have anything Star Wars in your shot. That's not I mean not Star Wars anything that wasn't Star Wars and your shot so and I not go, licensed yeah yeah i had to go through and and then pull stuff and then i got this thing saying no no autographs and i was going to put a few of the autographs i've gotten but no autographs so i really wanted to have um, my novels in the background because um one of the things about my writing is i was influenced by star wars for pacing and the style of an action adventure story and with different um mini climaxes for combat action or something profound happening like the Luke, I am your father moment. And um, I really like to incorporate that style into how I know to create action, adventure and drama. Um, so that affected me profoundly and it even tied into my kidney uh, issues because I was very angry about what I was going through. I'm not sure um, how you feel, Dale, but um, your spirits are incredibly amazing. I was very dark side, if you would. Mm. Um, and um, so 
I started writing the stories from the perspective of good people turning bad. And it was much in empathy with my anger issue about what I was going through and at such a young age. So I felt it was important to me. And I actually own all the trademark, copyright, everything to buried values to my own uh, works. And Jordan said, no, we can't have that in there. They were supposed to get um, clearance on things. Um, but obviously, I had all the authority in the world to sign on that. But I really um, was in the middle of the fires in California. If you remember our bad wildfires, and we were evacuating six lions, six tigers, nine bears, two leopards, um, and we got what, three servals, five bobcats. Um, it was crazy. And um, I actually had uh, singed hair and I cut my uh, mountain man beard. Um, I was uh, getting all um, formal looking to uh, be remembered for our Star Wars stories, not looking like I just walked out of that fire. But um, we um, managed to keep all the animals in our property safe for our sanctuary out there. And um, they all made it through. But um, yeah, that was right in the middle of my filming our Star Wars stories. And I even wanted to have a picture up or something um, with myself and probably Mocha, one of our poster tigers, that um, stressed that we did need people's funds to help us feed the animals and survive. Um, with that, I was also um, been involved ever since Barry's gift to me with doing counseling. Um, I have a master's in social work and had provided my services for all the patients that have renal failure at Scripps Green um, and felt like I needed to give back because I had the second chance. So I've been doing this for 12 years now and um, I'm trying a new program where I'm having people do a buddy system and get people living donors for kidneys. Um, and um, I got a new spot for a man, Steve Smiley, that I'm trying to help right now, but um, they couldn't have any of that with lions, tigers, and bears, or um, scripts, hospitals, or anything on the program. And it was very focused uh, on Star Wars, which is only a great percentage of all of our lives, but not all of our lives. So I was very uh, interested in, in showing more of what I did and being able to help humans or animals and make that part of the show because that's part of who I am. I didn't go through that much trouble. I had no fires. <laughs> no, they, um, <laughs> I just, um, you know, I tried to bring out some things that I thought would, would, it would interest them in, in terms of like, you know, just sort of setting pieces up, you know, some of my sideshow, uh, 12 inch figures, ones that I really, you know, really felt the connection to. Um, and I actually did go back and I watched the first season of, of episodes just so I could kind of get a feel for how everything was being um, edited together and what the run felt like, um, you know, and if everything sort of had the same feel or if, if there, or if there was an individual um, energy, I mean, which there obviously is depending on the person, um, you know, between the stories and and I think that helped me prepare for it just so I, I knew what they were expecting so it was good to be in season two <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, that um, I was I was like fortunate enough that I was able to like text Lizzie because she was one of the first episodes, and they're like, "So like, how'd they set up your house?" And I was like asking her questions about mm. it. Um, and we uh, they asked us to like send them like you know pictures and stuff they could use in the episode. So me and my dad ended up going through like a ton of old pictures, which I think helped like keep make the memories that I want to talk about mm-hmm. fresh in my mind a lot. Uh, and I was like I said, we had to. <laughs> take all the furniture out of our living room and throw Star Wars stuff in there. Uh, and the, the license thing was an issue for us too, because we had like, we had some old pillows that had like some characters from the, from the first Clone Wars series, the 2D animated one. It had those on, like had like, we had one that says like Star Wars and has like the, the 2D Yoda on it. And we were going to put it on one of the, the, the chairs in the background. And they were like, Oh, is that licensed? And we were like, Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um so we we I think we ended up not using them. But Just for like, safety. Sake. Yeah. That was the hard thing. I think we shot like a little bit in my room and I had like these display cases and it was all Star Wars except I had two plush dogs in there because I just needed a place to put them. And they're like, you can't have those in there either. So I had to take them out. Bye. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> just kinda, like threw them in the closet and was like, all right, I'll, I'll take care of that later. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny that you brought up your photographs because I wasn't expecting that and Jordan had contacted me afterwards you know it's like can you send some photos over of your mom and dad and you know you growing up playing with yourself like oh my god that was you know the late 70s 80s nobody just like took pictures of you know their kids playing with their Star Wars toys so that was really hard but fortunately you know um, we were moving my mother from her condo to a new apartment and so I did have all of these boxes of photo albums and, 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 and packets of photos that I was just like tearing through, you know, and it was just like, is this, is this a bad time? And I'm like, no, 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 it's fine. Everything's great. <laughs> We're going to make the show. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah the, the photographs, um, you know, I got asked like for a couple of times for different photographs and uh, I was trying to when he looked for the one for my mom and, uh, um, you know, my, my, uh, my, you know, my mom, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, I was trying to find one. I have one with her, with me in my Tuscan Raider costume, and I and I really I looked through every album. I can't find it for the life of me, and it just. It, uh, but I, you know, I found a few, you know a couple good pictures, and then, like like you were saying, Dale, we were we were you know, growing up, there, you know, you only had the little rolls. You didn't have an right. amount of digital pictures, so. Uh, you know, I, I think I found one picture of me wearing a. Um, by the old Bantha, uh, it was the Star official Star Wars fan club. Yeah, uh, Bantha tracks uh, shirt with the with a picture of the Bantha, and this is uh, back when the, the the fan club stuff was a little magazine, a little paper uh, mm-hmm. thing you would get, and you'd get a little like a little membership kit with pictures in it and patches and and decals and stuff. And uh, yeah, so I was uh, I found that they didn't use that one. I don't know. Maybe because maybe that wasn't. Uh, but I had a lovely set of curly brown hair. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see that photo sometime. You got to scan that and shoot yeah. it over. Yeah, I, guess, I think I've got it on my computer somewhere. I guess I guess I had a little easier time with the photos because mine were all already digital. Because sure, to, I was born in two thousand one, so we, everything was already digital. So we had. <laughs> We had a slightly easier time. I didn't even occur to me that you guys would have, you know, some people have to like scan right. albums and stuff. That didn't. 
Well, it was weird when I actually was able to find a couple things of me playing with things I, like I made a walker, you know, and I, I made a, a wampa um, mask and, uh, you know, out of like foam cones and like fun fur and stuff. And, I, and I'm like, oh, my God. OK, well, you're going to have to do with these because I don't <laughs> actually have the action figures. They're inside that walker that I made. <laughs> yeah, one of the fun your uh, your foam costume reminds me of uh, when I tried to I would try to make uh, one of the toilets you know uh, like a big Fortana I wanted to make okay so I went out and got a pair of pantyhose and figured I would just pour latex rubber into them and yeah. make, make and I could never figure it out. <laughs> didn't happen no it didn't happen it was uh, you know I didn't know anything about costume making my first uh, costume I ever put together was um. I was in high school and I put this uh, Luke Skywalker. I had my old uh, my old white robe, mm. and I had a uh, light brown pair of pants and some mace bandages, and I made the lightsaber out of a cardboard uh, paper towel tube, and you know, that's what we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, well, then years years later, um, uh, I was at a. This had to have been about two thousand. I was at a Wizard World convention, and I went there to get uh, autographs from Dave Prowse, Kenny Baker, and Peter Mayhew. They were all in attendance at this Wizard World, and I didn't get Kenny Baker's because I ended up spending. I went there with ninety dollars, and I ended up spending fifty for the Vader picture to get him to sign it, and then thirty for for Peter Mayhew. But I'm glad I got those two gentlemen's autographs. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I'm looking down this aisle and I see these guys, these three stormtroopers, and I'm I'm about 35 years old at this time, and I I nearly wet my pants because they were like professional-looking stormtroopers, and my my knees went went to jello, and I was like, "There's real stormtroopers here at this <laughs> convention," <laughs> and and then uh, I was too afraid to go talk to them. I was afraid they were going to tell me that they were they were. Uh, that they were working for for some Lucasfilm thing, and that mm -hmm. you know these costumes were licensed, and they, you know they had to give them back at the end. And I ended up going home and doing a search for stormtrooper armor, and ended up getting my first uh, my first uh, mm -hmm. armor kit. So I don't have any Star Wars uh, costumes. I think I'm the only one here that that doesn't. Um, yeah. I um, you're going to need to get on that. <laughs> yeah, I have so yeah. many costumes. I do uh, dress for my civil war and uh, wild west reenactments actually i'm um in an outdoor theater group with um firearms and we do wild west shows um in temecula and we've also recorded videos so we have old town temecula gunfighters on youtube and you can see me in some shootouts and some comedies too and then we got hired to do an episode of castle that was a wild west show and i did some stuff for um the history channel and hbo in Civil War and Western gear. Plus I have um, an old school replica, an actual uh, wool uniform from the 1918 Chicago Cubs. I wore with Barry uh, when I went to several Cubs games. And um, then I was able to uh, sort of promote what I was doing because one of my novels is set in that time, actually against the Spanish flu pandemic, uh, with no idea that um, that was published in 2019, with no idea that the turnaround would be this year and we'd be stuck in another uh, flu crisis. Um, but I have uh, a vintage mafioso suit 
with the inside shoulder holster for the gun, the concealed weapons. And um, it's actually um, a real Italian suit. It's not any um, costume from Party City. But um, I can't wear those out to like um, conventions or places where they might be damaged really. So I'm kind of uh, relegated to cosplaying in Barnes and Noble. <laughs> I'm just the showstopper after I No, no. <laughs> I just yeah. I'm just I'm waiting for for Zoe to be like, okay, yeah. next. Yeah, I'm sorry. No, but I did want to say I know I know quite a few people who do both like Star Wars, like 501st stuff and um Civil War. Like I think there might be some kind of overlap there. So you should just reach out as much as you can and see if you can find 501st people among your Civil War. There are friends. Yeah, there are. I've met a guy and um, there was a man. I think that's the way you say it sent around on Facebook of a guy in stormtrooper armor with a bunch of um, Union infantrymen. And it says something to the effect that he, when you show up for the wrong civil war. It's <laughs> <laughs> funny. <laughs> So uh, the next question I had on here was what, we already touched on this, I think a little bit, um, but it's what like the filming like day was for everybody. I was getting tired just watching them set everything up. <laughs> I, I mean, I was l literally just exhausted watching how much work went into uh, filming, you know, what, what ends up being a relatively short piece. And, um, I mean, I had so much admiration for for their craft and just, just watching how meticulous everybody was and how, you know, people would pull away um, when when somebody needed to, to, to work on something. And, you know, and then it, it actually was great because it gave us a lot of time to interact. Um, Dan Brooks, um, he and I had a nice little uh, chat about you know my my disease and um and you know talked about that for a while so you know i mean everybody was friendly and i was i just felt weird because i i thought they were going like it's like this guy he's amateur hour <laughs> i was nervous ours, ours was a little bit different because we didn't have all the guys in there and uh um, basically, we set up the night before all our, all our equipment and stuff, and I just had to remember how to, what needed to be turned on and when, and uh, and then of course they started uh, interviewing Josh first, and it's kind of just as you see it on there, Josh is being interviewed, and I'm just kind of sitting here waiting for the waiting for a text from Alan to tell him the you know my I was coming up then, and then, um, and then you know my. So I, I, I didn't see any of the stuff that Josh did before. And it was just kind of just waiting, waiting, sitting down here. And uh, then Alan texts me, oh, he's almost, they're almost ready for you. And then, um, but I was kind of, my stomach was kind of like nervous. And uh, um, I basically took the whole day off, but our, our segment didn't film that evening. So I was, you know, I mean, I was, basically trying to get make sure I didn't have anything that wasn't gonna <laughs> you know because I have little cubs keychains I'm like thinking 
well, if they if they find something that they don't like, maybe our maybe they may not film our you know <laughs> put our episode out because you know they don't have a license to have that stuff in there. They used a picture of us um, at Wrigley Field, and you're wearing your Cubs your modern Cubs jersey. So I guess that went by. Um, that's actually in our video. Yeah. I remember what I was nervous about was that car alarm. So Barry and I are filming, and yeah. you know we have our mic on our shirts and where my display is it's up by one of the windows and um there's a driveway around through this complex and a car parked there had its alarm just going off and there's nothing i can do about it i don't own the car i don't i can't move and can't move that indoor display for sure and um so i muted my microphone just letting them go on and keep on schedule because i they were talking to barry in this part and I thought, you know, that's okay. I don't need to say anything. And then when it got back to me and we were like almost done, I was like, did anybody remind me to turn that microphone on? <laughs> oh, yeah. I was like, oh, no. I was thinking, oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, my goodness. J Josh forgot to turn on the microphone. And now we're going to have to do this whole thing over again. No, and I thought I they dug like, me oh, in oh. like Bruce Lee. <laughs> <laughs> Man, yeah, we were fortunate enough here to not have any sound issues because I, I mean, I live in a neighborhood, um, but it was during the week, so everyone's at like school or work because my spring break was like in the beginning of March, so like the school around here didn't have like a break at that same time, so like no one else was like home, uh, so we didn't have those issues, which was nice. There are roosters across, you know, over the, the fence, but they weren't crowing, thankfully. Sometimes they'll just crow all day but they weren't that day which was good um yeah it was filming was it was crazy it was kind of it was funny sometimes because i i'm sure you can tell in the episode i cry very easily especially when i'm talking about like star wars and stuff yeah. so like there's multiple takes where i just start crying and then they're like okay can you can we like film that again try not to cry i was like i'm sorry i'll try um, well, there's, it's funny though, because there's a couple times where they just use my voice, but not my video and just put pictures, you know, with my voice over it. Mm. And it's, it's funny. Cause like one of the comments, like someone made was like, her voice sounds like she's crying. And it's like, well, I was, you just couldn't see it, <laughs> uh, which is funny. Um, and another thing, and this is something you guys, uh, Dale and Barry will understand is they filmed the one sequence, I guess, of me putting my Sabine armor on. And I don't know what you guys use. I use snaps to attach my armor to my shirts. I don't know if you guys use Velcro or not. But we were filming that and they were like, can you just, they're trying to get good shots of it. And they're like, can you just like slap that piece on? And I'm like, no. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't work like that. <laughs> uh, it takes a little more work than just so, slapping that piece on. <laughs> yeah, we ended up faking it a little bit. We just like took some tape and kind of slapped it on. Or like, I think the one we like snapped one of the snaps and I just pretended to slap it on. And like, but because like, you know, I don't think any of them really had costumes. So like, you can you just like slap it on? It's like, no, it doesn't. <laughs> I was doing an, uh, an interview um, for, for um, I think it was for the ZP magazine because I had lost all this weight, like I said. I was down at my, one of my um, fundraise, one of the relays I do, and this guy said he, the camera guy was, was supposed to be there at like, uh, like four four in the afternoon. So I get in my armor, and then he he doesn't get there till later. And then he wants to do all these shots of us walking around the track, and then 
shots. He, he took me out and he was, he had me all lit up and, and I was standing there in my armor, like all like, you know, official stormtrooper without the helmet <laughs> on, with the helmet on, with some of my team. And, uh, you know, I had this lady come by and she's like, oh, I wish I had my own photographer for my relay team. Like, hey, you know. So, so anyway. a costume. He had, he, had, he had to do this interview with me. And by the time I'd been in the, my costume for like over eight hours. So, you know, I'm sure your dad is, uh, you know, being a fellow stormtrooper. It gets kind of, yeah. you know, <laughs> So by the time they got to the interview portion, I was I was beaten and I couldn't sit down in my armor. And so I'm standing up and I'm 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 like like feel like I'm gonna fall over because I'm wobbling and wobbling and but uh yeah. Anyway, I don't know I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> yeah, no, storm I yeah, stormtrooper will take it out of you. I know my dad will well I know like I know a lot of times I've been at troops and like everyone goes into the like the change room at the end and people just take their helmets off and everyone's just like drenched mm -hmm. in yeah. the helmet. Which, and it, even like I did the um when I was a kid, I was like seven. But I did the um the Mummers Parade in Philadelphia and it was like record like freezing and it was super windy. And the um the stormtroopers though, because they're marching and in the costumes they were sweating, but since it was so cold, they had little sweat like icicles, like tiny little ones oh hanging from like their butt plates and like their helmets. <laughs> so this was back in um in like two thousand I think it was two thousand eight. Uh, and we uh we did um th then we used to do like do you remember we, you would get like a patch they make specific patches for like bigger events like parades and stuff so the patch for that parade because me and my sister were two Jawas it was two Jawas with like an ice pick and like a hammer trying to like <laughs> un like fall out like a frozen stormtrooper oh that's awesome <laughs> well. You know, I mean, as long as the icicles were clear and not yellow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the jowls were warm, though, because we were, you know, cause especially, you know, my mom, you know, because we were little, so she just bundled us up in, like, tons and tons of layers, and we had little, like, hand warmers. And then, you know, the jawa robes and the masks. So yeah. It was pretty warm. <laughs> I've done fundraisers, and, um, outside my uh, Walmart, you know, dressed in my stormtrooper armor. And I'm out there for like six to eight hours, sometimes nine hours, depending on how the day is going. And I was, I remember there was a day, it was like only 50, 45, 50, and I was shaking. And I literally, I had chills the next three days. I was just like shivering the whole three days because of the being out there. And I didn't bring anything. I just had my thin body stocking on underneath the armor and it doesn't provide i thought it'd be a little bit warmer but it was it was very cold yeah. you know what you just actually answered a question that i've been wanting to ask for so long it's just like how thick is the body <laughs> stocking and apparently it's just not it's not no. yeah. <laughs> that's um with i because i do sabine now and with her it was um it was it was weird. Well, because she has sleeves now, thankfully. But for a while in season one, she only has she has short sleeves, and then she has like her elbows and her she has like rubber gloves. And the later seasons, we don't use rubber gloves, but those rubber gloves just take whatever temperature it is and just absorb it. So like if it's cold, your hands are gonna like your fingers will be numb. Oh. If it's hot, you'll be like like I would like pull my hand out of my glove on a rub a rubber glove on a hot day and just shake the glove out, and it would like. 
was gross. But with Sabine, you know, trooping in the winter with Sabine was really hard, you know, because I had short sleeves. So I was just like cold, no matter like what else I did, I was cold. And my, I mean, my dad was always like, no one's going to care if you wear like a black long sleeve shirt under it. I'm like, no, that's not authentic. Au- I have to be authentic. She needs <laughs> short sleeves. I was like, I was 14. So I was like, no. Probably See, now. you should imagine yourself like a Sabine cold weather gear mission outfit. <laughs> yeah, well now now she has she has sleeves, so it's not yeah. it's not as big a deal. But <laughs> I did quite a few cold troops with Sabine, and like I had to be shivering. But like I refused. It's like no, I'm not not putting on the long sleeves. She she wears short sleeves. I wear short sleeves. <laughs> Very stubborn. Um, so this is sort of, this is a little different, but, um, was there a moment when you were filming? Cause you know, at least I know for me and Dale, they filmed like hours and hours, it felt like, but you know, mm-hmm. it's a pretty short episode. So were, were there any moments you felt like that were filmed, like anything you said or did that didn't make the final cut that you liked? Um, for me, I, it, it seemed like we were, I think we were filming for like almost two hours, two and a half hours. And I, it went by like a blur and I can't remember anything that I felt that was necessary that, that got, you know, left. So I think, I think all of the right parts were, were edited back into the, or edited into that episode. So no regrets. (laughs) (laughs) I just, um, there was one part that I, you know, they had me fill, um, do over um and i don't know if it's because i mentioned um, two of the other foreign members on our on the forum where josh and dale and i all met um had passed away you know prior to josh's diagnosis um and the one was uh, a lady who passed from cancer and then, uh, marilyn Mar- marilyn yeah r2d2 i think her screen mm-hmm. name was right? And so she passed from cancer. And then this, this gentleman named Jean Vulcantut was selling, with the permission from her husband, was selling her collection to some of us. And I had bought some, uh, I made arrangements because I wanted these Rydell helmets, these mini Rydell helmets to finish off my collection. And during that time, Jean, um, I think his name is Jean. Jean is like French. So he passes away, and um, I actually ended up making friends with his with his mom. Um, and so she she and I are in touch now because he he died kind of, uh, in a very sad way. Um, I'm not going to mention it here, but um, it ties in with my own uh, stepson's passing too. So. Um, she and I are very close about that, and um, yeah. So I mentioned those two names on the on the as as well as my mom's passing as being reasons why I uh, stepped forward to to donate uh, the kidney. You know, I mean, um, yeah. So, but they they I wish they would have kind of left those two names in there, but I, I don't know if they couldn't because of. You know, whatever. Uh, I guess but maybe for else, focus. 
Yeah. And, yeah. You know, maybe, you know, they have to like contact, you know, like family members yeah, like, yeah. and yeah. just yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I had mentioned before that um, I really wanted to try to help um, Steve Smiley as well as um, the program for living organ transplant and the cats that I took care of too out at Lions, Tigers, and Bears. But it was important to me that I give back after I got my second chance because um, my connection to Star Wars and to Barry really saved my life. Yeah, for me, I mean, it was, you know, a long day of filming. And I think I think one thing that was cut, and it's, I don't know if I necessarily wish it had made the final cut, because I understand that they had to cut it for, for time and focus, but um, what I, uh, when, at towards the end of my episode, when Jordan, you know, before I talk about, like, my dad and stuff at the mm -hmm. end, uh, Jordan talks about his dad a little bit in the episode, and you see that when, when we filmed it, you know, in reality, Jordan talked for a lot longer about it and like kind of went into it more. Uh, and so I, you know, I'm sure part of it was maybe cut for, you know, maybe his privacy as well. Uh, but that it was really touching, you know, all mm. everything he said, and I'm not going to say it cause I don't know, you know, if he wants that on the internet, but he, you know, talked a lot about it and how star Wars, you know, what that meant to him. And I mm. felt like we really connected in that moment. Um, it was, it was very <laughs> I love that part when your dad comes out and gives you a hug. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. he was, they um took him, because the way our house is laid out, there's like the stairwell, and then it's like split into, the stairwell kind of splits the house into two sides, like in the front. So I, we were kind of like on the one side, and my dad was on the other side. And it was, the way through was like blocked by all like the camera <laughs> rigs and stuff. So um one of the, you know, one of the um, the men that were there, they kind of, when they realized what Jordan was building up to, they kind of, like, grabbed him and, like, stuck a mic on him and, like, oh. pulled him around the stairs to, like, sneak him <laughs> around and, like, bring him in. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's really kind of sweet that they knew that it was probably coming. Now, had you yeah. had you cried prior to yes. that moment? I, okay. Yeah. I cried multiple times during okay. the filming. Uh, yeah, I cried when he asked about sick. Well, it was interesting because Jordan, the day of gave me, he, or the day before he had given me like what the questions were. Mm -hmm. So I could like think about them, which was very helpful. Uh, but it, it took a, it took a turn because a lot of his questions were focused on Sabine, who I, you know, obviously cosplay as. Mm -hmm. And I love Sabine, but my, my favorite character is Ahsoka. The main reason I don't do her costumes because of all like the makeup and sure. all that. And Sabine is, um, you know, she has more armor, which is what we're better at where Ahsoka's more soft parts. Uh, so, so I think, and in one of the early questions he asked me, I, t I ended up talking more about Ahsoka than about Sabine and he, Jordan was very quick. He's a very good interviewer and he was able to turn all the questions around to talk more about Ahsoka than Sabine. Cause I think he kind of realized that was where my heart is a little more at. Mm -hmm. uh, so very, very good, you know, improvisation on, <laughs> on Jordan's part. <laughs> yeah. He's great. One thing I love about Ahsoka is, um, having personally known Ashley Eckstein, as well as being friends. Um, I was first friends with her husband, David, through um, the San Diego Padres and my love for baseball. And when I had just had my kidney transplant, I had to make it down to the games. So I was getting all of my um, 2009 baseball cards signed by the players. And I wasn't supposed to go. It's kind of like social distancing now. 
I wasn't supposed to go up close to everybody where I could catch anything that might give me an infection. Mm -hmm. And so at that time, I said to David, mm -hmm. uh, excuse me, Mr. Eckstein, uh, could uh, I come and uh, over here and get my card signed because I can't go on top of every everybody else uh, in that situation because I just had a kidney transplant. So he's like, no, wait, I got to talk to you because their family has um, had five transplants and they have a similar health situation as I do. And David and Ashley very much support living organ donation. And David's going to be an organ donor at one point too. His brother has been, who was the Washington Nationals batting coach. So then um, David tells me what's kind of going on. This is right when Clone Wars is coming out. And um, so he's like, yeah, you know, I'll introduce you to Ashley. And then I've known them for um, over 10 years now. And then I've introduced them to Barry at conventions where David yeah. sort of hung out with us. It was really cool. They're a wonderful couple. Yeah, I, yeah. I haven't met David, but I've, I've been fortunate enough to, to be able to meet Ashley a few times, and she's just incredible. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. When I first met her, I had to wait for a while because she had so many, so many young girls and fans around her at the convention. It was like, you know, it was like, wow, she, you know, she's going around talking to all of them, you know, and, um, and then she finally got over to me, and, um, and I got to talk, you know, talk to her for a bit on, uh, you know, the situation Josh and I have been through. Um, and what's funny is uh, there's a, a guy named Ryder Windham who does uh, various Star Wars books. And mm -hmm. one of my, one of my um, stepdaughters bought me one of his books for, um, for Father's Day. And it was, uh, and I go, Ryder Windham, I know that name. And I went on to Facebook and I said, oh, yeah. Josh introduced me to this guy, so I contacted him and let him know that I that I had gotten this book for my stepdaughter, and he, he ends up mailing this little sticker that he that he drew and with his autograph on it and a little picture, hand drawn picture of Darth Vader. Uh, I thought that was really really nice, and then I find out he's a blood donor too, and I'm you know blood, donating blood is uh, something that's a passion of mine, so um, you know because I. When I was eight, I had brain surgery, and um, um, I don't know if I ever needed blood during that time. But I figured I, you know, by donating blood, I can pay back to. If I did get blood, you know, I can always pay mm -hmm. back by by donating blood. Um, but he's he's this uh, writer's also a, a, a blood donor, so we've been in touch over that. And he ended up mailing me a pin. A little, I donated blood, you know, Star Wars related pin, which is really cool. And then I got to meet him at Celebration uh, out in Anaheim. And that was, and he talked to for a good 15, 20 minutes, maybe even a half hour and took pictures. So that was, that was really cool. That's what I love about the Star Wars community. It's, you know, it's just, you know, you meet in a meeting people. I mean, 2000, 2002 was my first uh, my first Star Wars convention um, at Celebration in Indianapolis, and um, being a member of the 501st, I got to party with Peter Mayhew. You know, <laughs> I mean, that was like <laughs> I'm standing right next to him, and he's like, and then he had this he had this leather jacket that said Chewbacca rocks and they had Chewbacca playing the drums. It was like, oh, oh my gosh. Nice. I was like, I'll always remember that. 
you know who um we should give a shout out to uh was daryl de priest who was one of the best over in hasbro star wars ever mm. he gave us a lot of the stuff that we loved when he learned that barry and i were going through this um he sent through hasbro these huge boxes full of all of these star wars toys from their action figure line oh that's that awesome he knew yeah. and we also got the fx lightsabers and stuff it was mm -hmm. pretty cool yeah um and um sure enough that stuff arrived for me and barry when we were coming home from the hospitals wonderful yeah <laughs> my weird chance encounter was like i mean you know obviously like met other people but the weirdest one was going into an elevator at um celebration three in 2005 and then having the door held open from the inside by david prowse and i was like that's david prowse in the elevator and he's just like what floor gentlemen <laughs> like, and i'm like oh my god i'm just like if I could tell my child self <laughs> that you're going to walk into an elevator in Indianapolis someday and Dave Prowse is going to be just magically in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, think Chan, I think my best, I'm, most of the people I've met have been like at cons, like at their booths, mm. but I think the, the chance encounter was at a con, but it was, um, it's a con in, it's called Steel City Con. It's in oh. Monroeville, but out by Pittsburgh. It's not too far from you, Dale, I don't think. No, we're going to meet out there sometime, Yeah, you know. we have to, once, this... you know, once they can do it again. But yes, we, I've met, I met, uh, Anthony Daniels and, uh, Peter Mayhew and, and a couple other people there. But, um, the, I guess the chance encounter was at the, the hotel is in the same like parking lot as a convention center. So all the celebrities okay. stay there too. And there's like a bar and my dad was hanging out with some people down at the bar and he texted me he's like come down quick and bring something and i was like i'm working on math homework because i was in school then <laughs> he's like bring it down so i was like okay and i come down and my dad's sitting there with ray park and ray park signed my math homework oh my god <laughs> and so <laughs> so i um so i turned i turned that in i oh, well, we, we, i scanned a copy and turned it in because my math teacher wasn't getting the, the original copy but he, because he was a bit, my teacher was a big Star Wars fan, so oh, for the help my grade. That's a that's a great um, story. I wanted to ask actually what Star Wars celebrities everyone had met, and I did want to start with um, Anthony Daniels for myself because of the Dagobah convention. The Dagobah was Celebration One. It was really held in a place called Denver, Colorado, but everybody nicknamed it Dagobah because we were out <laughs> caught in the rain, um, and. Colorado offered uh, what it was, I think they said, um, 325 days of sunshine, and we were on the 10 that it rained. And uh, <laughs> so we're all out there in the freezing cold. I met some of the guys like from Jedi Temple Archives, Rebel Scum. There were a lot of people out there that were like, um, you know, personalities or influencers on the message boards and the websites. And um, we're all out there huddled against the rain. So, uh, true story, security said, well, we're not letting people in until the time that uh, the convention's supposed to start. And Anthony Daniels walks out there and he says, excuse me, I'm a celebrity. I'm really important. Um, <laughs> and they said, oh, well, you can go in. And um, he said, yeah, we have a, a VIP door. And um, he said, and Anthony asks who they're letting in. And he says, like, um, just celebrities and their family. 
And he goes, oh, well, fortunately, I just found like 25,000 members. In my <laughs> and we all went in. No, that's, yeah, I met Anthony Daniels at, at Steel City. He was, he was so sweet. Um, and he, my dad was actually, I only got to meet him a little bit because he had like a crazy line all day. Uh, so I got, I got to meet him at the end of the day and we talked a little bit. But um, my dad, he, they had 500 first people work his line like facilitate mm -hmm. things so my dad was able to to stand there with him for like a while <laughs> and my dad was saying like yeah he would like like he said there was this one it was this dad and he came with two little boys and they like talked to Anthony Daniels a little bit and the dad gave him a, he you know he bought a picture and had him sign it and then Anthony Daniels just grabbed two other pictures signed them both and handed them to the little boys like Aww. free of charge um uh -huh. and that's sweet. <laughs> So one of, yeah, my, one of my favorite celebrity moments was when um I was I was at Celebration Two and I wanted to get Carrie Fisher's autograph, and I was in my armor that morning. We were at the R the stairway for the RCA dome to do our Five First group picture, and I'm watching. I mean, they said we could get you know being members of the Five First, and we, you know some of us were volunteering that weekend. I volunteered to do door duty. So I got, to, we were supposed to be allowed in early to get, you know, to get like things that we like autographs and stuff so that we could get to our door, you know, our assigned duties during the day. And so I'm, I'm watching the doors, you know, we were out there getting our photos, um, the photo op um, before the convention opens the day, that day. And I'm watching the lines and all of a sudden I see the doors open and these lines go in and one was for the store for the celebration store and the other one was for Carrie Fisher's autograph. So I, I go in there and I'm, uh, I, you know, I finally get done with the photo shoot. I go down and I get in the line and I say, well, which line is this? They said, oh, this one's for the store. I think that one's for Carrie Fisher. So I go over to the stand of the other line. And then I find out that line's for, for the store. So I ended up having to get further back in line. So it took me six hours. I was standing there in my armor. I get to the table to pick out a picture to have her sign. I originally wanted to get her with the in her metal bikini, holding the staff, the staff, you know. Mm -hmm. But then when I got to the table, there's one of uh, uh, where Jeremy Bullock's kind of pulling her along, where she's you know trying to warn Luke, it's a trap, it's a trap, you know. And uh, so there's Jeremy Bullock as an imperial officer, and then there's a stormtrooper, you know, with, with a blaster, you know, shooting towards um, towards Luke. So I said, ah, oh, I'm going to get that one because I'm in my armor. And she's, you know, so I get in there and she signs it. She signs it to Barry with an arrow pointing to the stormtrooper. From <laughs> the arrow pointing to her. And I was like, yes. And I just, I didn't know what to say to her. I was like, I, I wanted to hug her. You know, I was like, thank you for, thank you for just, you know, being, for being the yeah. strong, <laughs> you know, for all, the, for all the girls out there. And yeah, it was just, it was great. And I did meet uh, Ray Park at one time too. Um, we were, I'd gone to the minute, this is back when the shows used to come out, the midnight showings used to actually be on midnight. You know? <laughs> yeah. So I'd, I'd gone to see one of the, one of the Star Wars, um, I don't remember, I think it might've been episode two or maybe, um, but I'd seen it the night before I got home. I, I, I had washed my clothes and I had to be at the theater at 5 a.m. to get to back in the costume. So I got maybe an hour or two of sleep. 
drove through a rainstorm to get to this theater to be backdrop for for this interview with Ray Park. So I'm, I'm dead tired. I've been I you know I've been up all night, got an hour of sleep. So I'm sitting behind Ray Park in my armor and I'm rocking back. <laughs> I just see me on the news. I'm like because my legs were so sore, my feet were sore, so I'm just rocking back and forth. But it was, you know, it was cool. And then afterwards, he did a lightsaber demo for us. And then, uh, and then um, he, he, I uh, gave him one of my trading cards. And he signed one. He signed um, a trading card that I had of his. So it was really, really cool. Hey, Ray uh, Park. The the same weekend I met Ray Park, Daniel Logan was also there. And he's a, I don't know if you've met him, he's a very nice guy too. He is. Um, I ran but... into him at one of the celebrations. <laughs> Most of my, my, my meetings with these people are just very random, except for Ian McDermott, who was coming out of the bathroom and I had to go in and they were like <laughs> making everybody wait. And I'm like, okay. Oh, the emperor is <laughs> going to the bathroom. And um, that's the emperor's <laughs> throne. Yeah, but, but you were—he was, he was coming from the emperor's throne. Yes, he was. Yeah. <laughs> but well, you were saying Zoe. Yeah, well, I just when Daniel Logan—I mean, you know—I have a picture of him hugging me, and I'm wearing like an inflatable BB-8 costume. He's great. But um, when I first met him, we were talking to him for a little while, and he was—he was like, "Oh, so where are you guys from?" And I'm from Lancaster County, Pennsylvania, which, if you know, is Amish country. Um. So we were talking to him and we're like, oh, we're from Lancaster. And he goes, Lancaster? I love Amish Mafia. And I was like, uh, okay. Uh. <laughs> I didn't know what to say. I never met someone excited to meet someone from Lancaster. So I was like, oh, yeah, Amish Mafia. <laughs> well, at the uh, celebration in Anaheim, I think it was Celebration 7 in Anaheim, I had paid um, money to have my picture taken with, uh, with Mark Hamill and uh, – Ian McDermott, you know, so I get, you know, I paid like almost $200 for that picture and that took all my budget money for that convention just about. <laughs> mm -hmm. And my wife, I, I tried to keep it quiet for my wife and then she saw they had the prices posted and she goes, you paid that much for a picture. <laughs> but, but we get in there, we get in there and I thought, you know, I was hoping they would let us, all three of us in and they did. Uh, Josh and my wife and I in there and Josh, uh, I remember we're walking up and Josh is handing uh, Mark Hamill this Yoda backpack. And he's like, can you put this on your back? And Mark's like, yes, just get behind us. Get, be get behind me. Get behind me. <laughs> I'm thinking, oh, no, Josh is going to get us kicked out of this picture. <laughs> <laughs> and then, then I forgot that I wanted to take my glasses off because they were dirty and stuff. And I just wanted to get. So I was all nervous about it. And I, I've got my hand on, on Mark Hamill's back and on uh Ian McDermott's back, mm -hmm. and I'm just like, I'm I'm just like standing between the dark side and the light side of the board, <laughs> and I was just I just just smiling ear to ear, and then we got the picture, and it was just I love that picture. That's perfect, right? Yeah, yeah. And then, I cherish yeah, that picture. Well, as I was walking away though, uh, Josh leans over and starts talking to Mark, and and I turn around and I, and Mark looks at me and I go. Nice to meet you. <laughs> like, well, you're trying to talk to Luke Skywalker. <laughs> well, I mean, it's better than just screaming, you know. <laughs> I had met Mark at Comic Con and gotten to spend some time with him actually after the kidney transplant. It was really important. I wanted to tell all the stars 
about our story and how what they worked on so many years ago, over 40 years ago, wound up saving my life. Mm. And um, I was able to tell Mark, I was able to actually have a sit down with Mark. They were doing those um, photo opportunities with um, autographs um, that Rebel Scum does. Uh, I don't remember what's the name of that thing, um, Famous Picks or something. Yeah, or, or official picks or whatever they are. Official picks. Yeah. Nailed it. Yeah. Official picks. And they, um, I think Philip Wise himself that runs Rebel Scum was there and ushered me up to the front of the line to tell Mark my story. And the people up there weren't having any, any difficulty with it at all because um, they, they were overhearing what I was telling him. And Mark was interested in talking to me. So I'd hoped that when um, they brought me and Barry back there for that picture, actually, that um, Mark might think that it was such a unique story um, that he would ring a bell and I could just um, introduce Barry that way because yeah. I'd have met him and spent some time with him. But um, it was really rushed. Um, and it was like Barry said, he was like, yeah, hurry, hurry, get behind me. We'll take the picture and move out and that sort of thing. But he was really cool in the sense that actually with the Yoda backpack, which I actually carry to both, basically all the conventions, my snacks and my water bottles are in there. Um, <laughs> he um, uh, was intuitive. He knew that I, he, I wanted him to put the, uh, the Yoda backpack on for our picture, and he did. And that was really cool. But yeah. I had no chance to talk to Ian McDermott, who I think is a really great actor. I love his scene at the opera in Revenge of the Sith when he explains the legend of Darth Plagueis to Anakin. That was oh, a great yeah. scene. Yeah, that's, that is awesome. I love that. I love that. Yeah, I really wanted to get a chance to, to talk to him or, or thank him too. But it was so fast. And yeah. um, in some sense, um, yeah, I, I might slightly agree with your wife that uh, your money went up in smoke really fast, Barry. <laughs> the I, only, only... You know what? Oh, I've, go ahead. I've got a picture and I got to touch... I got to touch Luke Skywalker and I got to touch the Emperor. That's all it is. <laughs> uh, see, and my my one and only autograph and photograph experience was with Carrie Fisher. And the photograph, I actually got to spend a bit of time with her because she was she was fussing with her outfit and, you know, and she just, well, you know, Carrie Fisher, she just told the cameraman to stop it basically and just, you know, do what, you know, do what she needed to do. Um, so I got to spend a little more time with her than then the 30 second in and out of that box. And it was perfectly filthy. I love it. It was exactly the Carrie Fisher that I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I tend to do autographs over photo office because I feel like in my experience, you get to talk to them more when they mm -hmm. do an autograph. I feel like, like you said, you get rushed through a photo op. But the one I think, I think the one like photo op I did do was I, I didn't do it myself I got invited to go along with a friend who got Taylor Gray's photo op at Celebration Chicago nice. and I we only got to talk to him like a little bit because they really rushed us through but he was so nice he was great I'm trying to think who else uh, David Prowse was at Steel City um Billy D Williams was there and I had to miss because I had work so I couldn't Aww. go that time and I was so upset because I love Lando uh who I was doesn't? in the same. I didn't get to talk to Ian McDermott, but I was in the same room as him, which is I feel like is enough. You know, I was in the same room as Palpatine. Yeah, yeah it's oh, funny because Josh's face. Hi. Well, yeah, hey. I, got, and I think um, my there we go. My speeder bikes are behind me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, so. yeah, it got dark outside, so I came in from the uh, 
the California sunshine. Yeah, it's been dark out here for quite a while. Hours. Yeah. Yeah. So where were we? Uh, celebrities. <laughs> I think we're I'm talking about like, uh, like Star Wars celebrities we met and stuff like that. <laughs> I did. This wasn't Star Wars, but I did have a chance encounter with Gary Busey. Okay. I was walking. It was, this is also at Steel City. Most of my encounters are at Steel City because I guess celebrities don't come to Pennsylvania that often. But I was walking back from the convention center to the hotel to, I think I was just going to take my costume off or we were going for lunch or something. And Gary Busey was sitting uh, just on the sidewalk. He was sitting in like a little plastic folding chair with like a, the biggest cigar I've ever seen in his hand. <laughs> just sitting there. And he just... My sister and I, we were in our Sabine and Ketsu costumes, and he points at us. He goes, are you a Star War? And I was like, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> are you a Star War? Gary Busey was uh, in uh, Predator 2. Yeah, well, he, he called us over, and he, we, he asked us a little bit about the costumes, and then he, um, he offered life advice. And then as soon as we walked away, my dad was like, whatever he told you, do the opposite. <laughs> you remember what Perfect. It was. So I'm going to shorten it because it took him like probably a minute to get it out. But his, his, his advice was, I don't think it was terrible advice, but his advice was if you marry someone, make sure they do whatever you want, was basically <laughs> what he said. So maybe not the worst, but... <laughs> And maybe not the best. No, but I mean, you know, it's Gary Busey. Yes. I got, I did later, I think a couple months later at Steel City again, I met um, the Fonz, Henry Winkler. Okay. He, he gave me much better life advice about persevering through trying to get into the film industry. He he's a sweet man. He's, he's so a, nice. He's such a sweet man. And he, yeah, I, I introduced myself and he's like, oh, my daughter's name's Zoe. And... Yeah, wow. I met him here yeah. in Cleveland at one of our cons as well, and he is just so sweet. Yeah. And and I didn't even pay to meet him. It's just like again, just either. walking around, and it's like he just came up, and I'm just like, hi, and he just starts talking to you. <laughs> yeah, that was the same thing. He came out, he was at his table, and he was um this same time he was there. He's been to Seal City a few times, but that time, uh, Bonnie Wright, who plays Ginny Weasley in the Harry Potter movies was mm. also and I got her autograph but she didn't, she wasn't very talkative but she was there so most of the line was for her cuz like I think she's like the most she was the biggest like modern I guess you know character okay there uh so he didn't really have a line he came out of he came like out of his table and was just like talking to us for a while he's so nice i know i've said that already <laughs> but he is such a nice guy <laughs> Yeah, really. really. It reminds me, um, the Happy Days connection runs deep with Star Wars because um, Ron Howard directed Solo mm -hmm. and his daughter Bryce da Dallas Howard has been uh, directing Mandalorian. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I, don't, yeah. I, I don't know Happy Days very well. But my dad was, my, <laughs> I mean, he was very nice, but my dad was very, very excited about the Fonz and I didn't well, really know him as much. But People <laughs> of a certain age, you know, are going to gravitate towards Oh that. yeah, I loved Happy Days when I was on, you know. <laughs> I always thought Fonz was kind of, was kind of cool. He looks kind of like bad, you know, he's got that leather <laughs> jacket and he had the hair kind of slicked back and he always hit, you he know. very 19, 1950s look. I don't know when that show aired or when that show was on or if I was watching reruns. I am the second youngest. I'm not as young as Zoe, but I'm a little <laughs> bit younger than uh, Barry and Dale. Um, 
I'm not sure what, do you guys know when Happy Days? Uh, 74. Oh, I must have been seeing reruns then. Yeah, it was 70. <laughs> I think the original run was like from 74 to like 82 mm -hmm. or 81 or something like that. Yeah, yeah. That sounds about right. Yeah, the first season was very authentic in the clothing and the haircuts and everything. And then they just kind of threw all that out the window in the second season. And it just sort of became, well, you know what? We can slick your hair back and make it kind of look like that era. It doesn't matter. We know your hair's really long. It's the 70s. <laughs> <laughs> what was and your the, uh, Star Wars yeah, movie you saw in the theater, Zoe? Um... I well the first one I saw I saw and I'd already seen it but it was when they were re-released they were going to re-release all the movies in theaters but then they they did Phantom Menace and then didn't continue so I saw Phantom Menace in theaters oh the 3D ones yes okay and then um I think I mean obviously I've seen you know Force Awakens and all the new ones come out we did just the theaters around here some of them are letting you you get a, you can get like ten people together and sit spaced out and rent the whole theater out for like hundred fifty dollars and you get yeah. snacks and stuff. So we went to a theater and uh, watched A New Hope, uh, the Blu-ray uh -huh. special edition. So I got one. to see A New Hope in theaters and I I've cried a lot. Uh, a New Hope, A New Hope is like my favorite, my favorite movie. I know a lot of people like Empire Strikes Back. I love A New Hope is you know where. I fell in love with Star Wars, you know, mm -hmm. and I and I fell in love with these characters. And Luke was just this young farm boy, and you know, he wasn't a Jedi yet, and he's just, you know, he just it just it was awesome. And then, you know, of course, Rogue One comes out, so now that now it's like right up there with, with Star Wars <laughs> for me because I thought, you know, because it just kind of connects it connects the the two mm -hmm. movies together. And oh, I just I I, I just love I don't know I just love it. I, there's you know there. I love them all, but you know, I like kids. I like, got yeah, your favorites, and your, <laughs> yeah. you get the ones that are kind of bad. But <laughs> you still love them anyway. Yeah, I love A New Hope. Although, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I think the first movie I saw in theaters might have actually been the Clone Wars animated movie because that oh, was in theaters. Nice. So I think that I might have that actually the been theater. the first one. I loved seeing that in the theater. Yeah. Yeah, I think oh, we, that was the first movie I saw multiple times in theaters because we went multiple times. But the funny part was my sister was afraid the scene in that movie where ventress is like mind controlling like rex Safi uh -huh. was my little sister was terrified of ventress because she oh. was i think she was four or five so she every time she conveniently had to take a bathroom break before that scene came along so oh. my dad my dad had to miss that scene until i think that like the third time third or fourth time we saw it and my mom came <laughs> along so he got, she had to take her to the bathroom and he got to see, he got to see it. So my theater experiences are twofold. I talked about it in our Star Wars stories. When I saw A New Hope, which was in the re-release, but they put out before Empire. Um, mm -hmm. It was re-released in 1979 into movie theaters again. Um, and then Empire came out. But in Empire, I was traumatized when uh, Han Solo had become my favorite character. And when he got frozen and the movie ended, I refused to move, leave the theater until they unfroze him. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Zoe, um, one of the questions I, I, I want to ask you is, um, you know, being as you're younger and see when I, when I was watching the Star Wars movie and you got the Empire Strikes Back and Vader drops that bombshell on, on Luke, you know, he's like, no, I am your father. 
you know, and then I was like, Oh, did he, did he just, did he just mess with Luke's mind or is he actually his father, you know? And he had to wait, you had to wait like three years till the, the return of the Jedi came out to find out and have Yoda confirm. Yes, he is your father. <laughs> I was like, Oh, Mind then, blown. With the new with the new uh, generation, you know, they they are probably already know that in advance that you know because you see if you go to see uh, the first movies, you you know Anakin turns to Darth Vader and he has the two, you know, Luke and Leia at the end of, of episode three. So you kind of it's 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 um I don't know. Did you have did you have that experience? Did your dad give you that experience? I don't remember. I mean, I just logically I had to have watched four, five, and six first because Phantom Menace only came out two years before I was born. And mm-hmm. then, um, you know, but I was just, I don't remember watching them for the first time. Okay. I mean, it's kind of cool because then I'm like, I was like really raised on Star Wars like my whole life. Like it's just yeah. always been like Star Wars. But I do kind of like, man, I wonder like what I would have thought, you know, like now if you could like erase my mind and like watch it, like how I would react. Right. Um, so yeah i mean it's cool but no i don't i don't really remember watching even the prequels i think revenge of the sith came out when i would have been like four or five i don't really remember seeing that for the first time i i remember seeing clone wars the first time but that's because that would have been 2008 yeah yeah i remember clone wars but i don't i don't remember (laughs) um the other speaking of clone wars um bo katan's entrance onto the mandalorian is just one of my favorite things um because I knew her since the Clone Wars. Um, it paved the way for a character like Sabine. Yes. And um, her sister, Duchess Satine, uh, is one of my favorite ladies in all of Star Wars, being that she was the one that melted Obi-Wan Kenobi's heart. And I am a, a big fan of, I guess it's the Krins family. I think that's how you the pronounce Kreese. it. Mm-hmm. Kreese? Mm-hmm. Okay. Kreese. The Kreese family, yeah. And I think that uh, that's incredible. And I was just talking to somebody on boards earlier about why Satine is fascinating to me is because she was a Mandalorian and a pacifist. And to have that character that really stands out, something about her that really stands out strong is amazing. And she lectures Obi-Wan Kenobi about being a general in the Clone Wars. And, you know, what's going to happen with Order 66. I thought that was incredible poignant writing. Um, And Dave Filoni has been a master. I totally have admired his work with the Clone Wars and the writing he's gotten done and uh, the presentation of it all. But Bo-Katan being realized by the same actress that voiced her, um, Katie Sackhoff, has been incredibly fun. And watching her interview this week, earlier this week, was really joyful. Yes, I was really excited to see to see Bo. Uh, that was that wasn't this past week's episode. It was last week's. Have, we're not spoiling anything for Dale and Barry, right? Mm-hmm. No, okay, no. I just wanted to. You weren't saying anything, so I was like, oh no. Um, yeah, her. <laughs> I loved her entrance. It was cool. I. These are the little things I noticed as like a costume person, but she um, she's wearing her her Rebels slash Clone Wars season seven paint job on her helmet because it uh-huh. changes but she's wearing her her old clone wars headband instead of her rebels headband so <laughs> i'm that's something i notice 
That's kind oh, wow. of interesting to, yeah. to be able to put all that together. And it's like, it's like, you know, somebody's probably like, what's the backstory on I that? Know. Well, cause she, <laughs> she did wear that, that paint job and paired with that headband in Clone Wars season seven. And then she switches to a new headband in Rebels. Uh, so it's, it's just interesting. I don't know. It's something I noticed. I thought it was cool. You're a customer. It makes sense. Yeah. I never would have picked that up. Yeah. Well, yeah. I was, when I was a kid and I was starting to, you know, once you hit like five foot, then you start getting the, oh, aren't you a little tall for a Jawa comments? And you gotta you know, find something else. <laughs> and so it was right before Rebels came out and I was kind of looking at Bo-Katan because there was, I troop with a really cool Bo-Katan around here and, you know, obviously she's really amazing in Clone Wars and then and then Sabine came out and stole my heart but um so I definitely look look at Bo-Katan a lot I you know my dad is he I, I think that it failed a little bit but he's attempting to print her 3d printer helmet from okay from or from Mandalorian so I I, I think the funny um Mandalorian costume for that's that's going around. I, I don't know who's seen it. Is, <laughs> is is the guy standing like just uh, just off camera? That, that poor production assistant. <laughs> I know, and, and I'm just like laughing at people. Are like, is this the right color for this shirt? Is this this looks like the watch that he's wearing? But it's definitely blue jeans. And should I put a piece of the wall in front of me so you can't see that? <laughs> okay, so today on the boards. There's a guy that made a custom carded action figure of the guy behind the wall. And yeah. Yeah. Um, it is great, but I did uh, something myself. Um, so he's wearing a watch. Now, Princess Leia on Endor wears a wrist communicator watch type of thing, mm -hmm. you know? Um, she has the uh, eye watch or eye band or whatever, um, you know, and she got hers in 1983. So. Um, <laughs> The thing about it was that um, she's got a green top, that camo poncho, and she's got sort of blue pants. It has like um, a yellow uh, general stripe on it in Leia's costume, mm -hmm. but from the front V, you don't see it. And this was a male PA, probably. It seemed like it. So mm -hmm. um, I reasoned that, okay, they can write a backstory that um, some faction of the New Republic or the Rebel Alliance or Resistance was trying to get into that base at the same time that they didn't know <laughs> that Cara Dune, because she's still, well, she's an ex-rebel, but she's still a rebel, that Cara Dune was infiltrating it with the Mandalorian, et cetera. And um, so um, I thought, yeah, you know, you could write a whole story out of that and fix that without having to do it. <laughs> and then, this character got out of there, but can identify um, Din Djarin and, um, Grief Karga and Cara Dune. Um, and because he, he managed to escape before they blew the place up. So that's <laughs> reasoning. And now that PA guy is going to be famous and they're going to have to cast him in the show. Yeah. Probably. It's like, um, now it's official. Yeah, that's um, one of those things because I've, you know, done shoots for films and stuff and it's, you know, we always, and we don't have nearly as big, you know, sets and stuff as Mandalorian does, but it's always like really tense because like, was I in that shot, you know, somehow, or like with my shadow in the shot? And so I, I can't imagine how that, you know, PA, even if no one else knows who he is, he knows who he is. So he's mm -hmm. probably watching like, oh no. <laughs> yeah, um, there's Hayden Christensen's Coke bottle at the famous kiss on Naboo. 
Oh, you guys remember I that? I don't remember that. I'll have to look for it. I remember it. something about it, but I, I just, I, I want to go back and watch that episode, though, to see if I see that guy or if they, somehow they digitally edited him out. I, I had a hard time seeing him because there was so much him. blaster fire. And then it was until, like, the screen cap that people kept, like, showing. I was like, oh, it's a thing. Yeah, I didn't see him at all until, you know, it was pointed out to me. And I was like, oh, no. Yeah, is, I saw them know. online. I've only watched the episode once, um, and it's it's time because I usually watch the episodes more than once. But I watched the episode with Bo Katan three times, so mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I think I like that one. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Poor PA. Uh, this is we've gone way off where we originally were, but I do have one more question about our Star Wars stories experience if we want to kind of hop back to that okay so last question this one. Is, yeah. all right so i just want to know what everyone's like you know obviously we're all pretty much sworn to secrecy about yeah. it so i want to know what everyone's like friends and family like what their reactions were when it came out my my friends and family were just like over the moon and the you know as we were talking about how COVID happened and we were getting my mother moved from her condo to this apartment. It's an assisted living apartment. So, you know, she went in right as COVID, you know, was coming around. And so she, she doesn't do well with technology being like 88 years old. So it was not until about two months ago that she saw the episode that, you know, she heard me talk about. And so we'd had her, you know, uh, we could take her out for a little, little bit as long as it was outdoors. And so we got her dinner and I said, okay, well, before you go, I'm going to set this up so you can see this. And she just cried. She just cried. (laughs) And I'm like, uh, she's like, I'm so proud of you. You're, you know, you spoke so well and you told your story so well. And I just, you know, it's your mom, you know, what do you, (laughs) you know, it it just, it, you know, it melted my heart. And I was so glad that she finally got to see it. Well, my, my my boss at work told me he was going to, um, you know, once it came out, he was going to have it on, you know, broadcast on the TV, and nothing like that happened, you know. And <laughs> our, we, they actually ended up uh, changing some of our positions, our job positions, and uh, so now I don't work with the group of the same group of people mm. as I did before. They're all we're all working different shifts now, and so I've had to um, uh, show a few of them at work, but you know. I don't, I, we don't, we're supposed to be working. I can't sit there and hold the phone. <laughs> yeah. Watch this. It's important. Yeah. <laughs> the first half is this guy that I donated the kidney to, and the second half is me and him together, you know. But, yeah, mm-hmm. but, uh, no, I, I, the people that I've shown um, have left, you know, positive feedback on, on Facebook about it. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that's, you know, um, and my dad, you know, my, all my family lives, you know, farther away. My my brother gave me positive feedback, so you know, he's you know, he's proud of me for what I did, you know. Mm-hmm. So, Josh, what about you? Um, I have friends and family. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I've never been you to your few, home. <laughs> you, got, you got a few family. 
<laughs> you got friends. We're right here. Thank you. Thank the Star you. Wars um, family. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't uh, see a, a big reaction for much of it. Um, I um, I'm probably the only one here that watched it with the mountain lion, but um, Pumpkin said meow. <laughs> <laughs> I know my wife wanted me to watch watch it with me um, initially the first time I, wa I watched it, but I was so excited I got the I got the text at work that the, that the, when it was going live at like three o'clock, and I had to wait till four o'clock till I got off the clock, and then I went and sat in this room and watched it. I was like, because I wanted to make sure that I didn't you know come across as being like <laughs> saying saying something stupid like. Like when when I when we did the when we we did this news interview um after the transplant, I was like this guy from the news calls me up, like I had just gotten back to my hotel room out of the hospital. He calls me up, he says, This is so and so from this so you know, so and so news. I'm I'd like to come over and interview you at the hotel you're at. And I don't know how he found out about it, but he came over and he's interviewing me and then they they use this uh this uh, quote that I, that I said about um, being afraid to wear my uh, Star Wars stuff at school because I was afraid of being beat up. <laughs> and I, you know, I'm on all the pain medication and I'm, I'm was bloated from the surgery and stuff. So I'm thinking of all the stuff I said, you had to use that. <laughs> <laughs> so just perpetuating that whole thing that we were all picked on because we liked Star Wars stuff. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh God! <laughs> oh, I guess I was lucky. I didn't have that experience. Um, growing up as a kid, everybody thought Star Wars was cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, yeah. See, for me, it was when I was growing up, it was cool, but not for girls. That was my yeah. when I was really little. Mm -hmm. And then Force Force Awakens came out when I was like just starting high school, and then everyone wanted to talk to me about Star Wars all of a sudden, which was a blessing and a curse. But. Mm -hmm. Was my question? Uh, my the reaction. Well, I was when my video was posted. I was in my last one of my last online classes for that semester, and I was sitting there like on my computer, and my phone just. I got a text from Jordan, and I didn't look at it because I just heard my phone buzz and like I'm in class. I had to flip it over, and then my phone starts buzzing like over and over and over again. So I check, and the one text it was from Jordan. He's like, "Oh, we just posted your episode. Go check it out." So I um. I watched it in class. Don't tell anyone. But, uh, <laughs> but my phone, like my Facebook and Instagram messages, for, and I've since turned notifications off for those apps, but I didn't have them off then. So they were like going off. I was getting like texts from people. And so, and then at the end of class, since it was like our last class, um, my, it was my TA, she was, or they were like, oh, um, you know, does anyone have anything to share before we sign off for the semester? And I was like, I have something to share. <laughs> <laughs> and I, so I sent it to my class and everyone watched it. Oh, see, they, they ask right on time. Yeah. That's awesome, Zoe. Yeah, his timing actually was always bad for me because um, I'm getting some message or some information from Jordan or something when I have like, the apex predator of the animal kingdom right behind me. <laughs> and um, so actually I recorded um, a thank you message. I couldn't watch all of it at the time, but Jordan had texted me or something that it was on air. So I texted a message back with him. I was sitting with Pumpkin and actually he just comes up and chills right next to, we have at least one fence between us, two for most visitors and everything. And um, 
So I'm there and I'm, I'm recording a quick message to Jordan and told him that I'd take a look at it when I was finished with all my chores at the ranch. And um, then um, I said, I wanted to thank him and Pumpkin thanks him too. And I like looked over my shoulder and I said, do you want to say anything? And Pumpkin had been sitting there purring and everything with Hank chilling with me. And then he got up and walked away. <laughs> <laughs> he wanted to be featured. That's all. He was mad he'd yeah. get featured. Yeah, I, yeah, he's a um, showboat cat. And um, yeah, I was going to say, it's just Pumpkin. It's not all about you. Not always. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, no, for me, I wasn't, I think I can say this now safely, but I wasn't the best at keeping it a secret. Like, I didn't post about it or anything, but, like, like Lizzie knew. I think the weekend before we recorded it, I hung out with um, Jonah Marie uh, Macias, who does the, um, she runs the, the Geeky Bubble website, and she does mm. some podcasts with her mom. And I, I was just, I was like, I'm not going to tell Jonah. And then we got together and I was just so excited. I was like, okay, I have to tell you something. Because <laughs> we were filming it on that month, like the, a day or two after. I was just too excited. Um, well, but I, I kept it generally a secret. So like, I, I like had some people who knew. Uh, but most people mm -hmm. were surprised. I know my, all my aunts and uncles, my mom sent it to like the group chat of like my aunts and cousins and stuff. Uh, and so like, I know my aunt was telling me like that next whatever the next meetup we had. I think we had like a, a socially distanced gathering for something. I think it was a birthday. Uh, but she was like, yeah, I showed it to everyone at work. I showed it to like all the other people. And I was like, look at what my, what my niece did. And like my cousins were like, so they were like, yeah, I sent it around. So it was, yeah. <laughs> well, like I was um, saying, you know, ours, ours was supposed to be originally filmed in January or February and then it got pushed back to March and then, you know, it didn't get filmed till like a couple months ago. And uh, so I had a hard time because Jordan's like, I'm like, can I post it on the, on the, on the Facebook board? So I'm going to be on the, on the just, he's like, no, you can't say anything until the, <laughs> so I'm like, so I'm like sitting here with this thing. I'm like, uh, I told my wife but, and I told a few close friends, but you know, I, I was like, and then, then I, then everyone's like the ones I did tell like, so when is this show you're supposed to be done? I said, I don't know if it's even going to happen now because mm -hmm. of the pandemic and stuff. And and then, mm -hmm. I, you know, and then I took some pictures and I had to keep those. You know, I took some pictures of when we were, the film, the way the cameras were set up and in the room and stuff. So, I, you know, because I, I wanted to document that. Yeah, you know? we had to hold off on taking pictures. What's funny is when um, they were there, Jordan, and if you look on his, I think like his Instagram, if you scroll back to March when they filmed mine, there was a picture of him before he was supposed to tell anyone, a picture of him in my house. And like, you can't really tell it's my house unless you know yeah. it's been in our yeah. house. It's a wall. He, he did the same like, thing with mine. He, I think his <laughs> was like back on the road again or something like that. And, yeah. And, and it was a black and white picture of, of my house. And it was yeah. just like. Well, and, and right after they filmed it, um, a lot of some of the um the you know the crew and producers uh flew out of they went to philadelphia and spent the night and then flew out the next morning and i was on i was on twitter that night after we filmed it and matt martin was like i just tried a philly cheesesteak for the first time and i was like i told you to try a philly cheesesteak <laughs> but I, I couldn't i couldn't say anything i couldn't reply and be like because i you know it's a secret right. but <laughs> it was fun though it was definitely fun, and I'm glad that we all got to enjoy that experience. Yeah. I just had a thought, but it kind of it kind of slipped through my 
old man memory. Oh, there's Josh and a tiger. I see the tiger. That's a beautiful <laughs> That's Nola, animal. Since I was talking about her, I definitely wanted to let her say hello. She's not <laughs> obviously she's not with me yeah. at home. <laughs> she's beautiful not. though. Thank you. She's my best girl. She's the easiest one to introduce mm -hmm. to folks. Aww. Wait, is she actually next to you like that, or is that? No, that was photoshopped. Um, I, <laughs> we're not allowed contact with the animals. Um, and that being said, I was very lucky enough to have contact with Melanie Huntkin's mm. girlfriend. She's another mountain lion that passed away on Halloween. She Aww. was my girl. She was the one I was closest to. I was allowed to have contact with her. And um, to be able to hold one of these animals and pet her and comfort her and everything, and so cool. Her paw is as big as a human hand. Um, and Nola, who I'm pictured there with the tiger, he is like three times the size of a mountain lion. So it's insane. Everybody's quiet. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> we ran out of like questions, so I'm not sure. I think we definitely covered the Star Wars story experience a lot. Um, they have more episodes coming out. I think the schedule's right. They should have one coming out on Tuesday, I think, this week. Mm -hmm. So make sure, you know, you check that out when that comes out. Uh, yeah, you know, I did uh, I did actually contact a few of the people, like Jordan, uh, not, not Jordan, uh, or no, is it Jordan? The gentleman who was uh, in the first, uh, was it post-pandemic? He dresses yeah. as Finn. Oh, um, he's in our little group chat thing here, yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah he was I remember, oh, it's on the tip of my tongue. That's going to bother me now. I need to check. I remember that he is a Marine. And yeah. um, he excelled um, at his career in military. And I admired him for that. Like Brandon. Brandon, yes. Brandon. The guy who cosplay plays as uh, Finn. Yes. Yeah. 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 So I, I contacted him through through uh, Facebook Messenger because I had a question. You know, I wanted to know. Um, uh, you know, because I'd see watched his episode, and I, so I wanted to know how his experience was. And because uh, I, you know, my our episode, we were still waiting for it to be released, and. And then the, the the next episode came out, and then the next episode, and then finally our episode came out. Uh, and then our episode was actually supposed to come out on uh, on uh, election day, November third. So I'm sitting there waiting for a message from Jordan on on election day, mm -hmm. and you know I'm not hearing anything, not hearing anything. I'm going, oh, what's going on with this? And then so finally I texted Jordan. I said. Um, is it coming out today? And he goes, he goes, uh, oh no, it, 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 they decided to postpone it till, uh, no, I remember I had posted on Facebook of a picture of kind of like the, mm -hmm. um, kind of like the bat, kind of like one of the cameras that was in my house from that, from that, um, and I uh, kind of like, oh, it should come out today. And he goes, yeah, just a few hours. And then, uh, it never came out. So I finally texted him. He says, oh, they've decided to postpone it till next week because of the election you know they wanted to make sure that you know doesn't get like buried <laughs> joe so biden and kamala like, harris yeah yeah so but you know 
I was glad it, I'm glad it finally came out and you know cause by the next week was kind of I wasn't sleeping well that whole week so yeah um yeah I think I don't think he really told us too far in advance because I think you know the pandemic had just happened that kind of threw everything off mm. yeah so it was a, like a little bit of a surprise and also you know I was really like focus on online school so it was a little bit in the back of my mind too so it was like a nice kind of surprise on a on a tuesday yeah <laughs> i'm still hoping to show it to, i sent the text to my boss and i sent a text or text message to my, one of my assistant managers and i'm not sure i don't know if she ever watched it or not yeah so, um, Your voice sounded different, Barry. Your uh, microphone. I don't know if we're all sounding different, though, or not. You don't. Josh doesn't sound different. I don't, Barry did sound mm -hmm. a little different. I don't know if that was a phasing issue. Yeah, or... I'm not sure. Um, I think it's been uh, over an hour, so I think we yes. covered our Star Wars stories and, and some other stuff, too. We could <laughs> That's commonplace on this podcast. Um, you know, hopefully we'll be able to do this again with some more of our of our, our Star Wars stories friends. We you know, a lot of people were just you know, with work and uh, you know life, you know things get in the way. So hopefully we'll be able to have more people on in the future. I hope so. I'm looking forward to meeting them all at some yes. point. Yeah, yeah. This was we a have... great episode because um, actually I think that um, it's fun because. Um, you got to meet Barry and Van Dale. Well, you already knew them, but with all of us together, we all knew each other and have been friends for so long that I think uh, it combined for a little, I mean, it was definitely of interest to me and I'll watch the old episode, um, you know, to see my friends again, because, um, uh, you know, we're all going through change and, um, you know, Barry oh, and we're all still Dale. Here. <laughs> Well, we're well, all still here for each other and we're still alive 20 years later <laughs> and i hope and i hope Damn. it will continue that way that we'll all be in great health um but you know you and barry you guys are going to get older and i'm going to become cat food oh. well okay <laughs> if you insist <laughs> dale josh and i have all been friends for since before you were born Joey. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Zoe, uh, thank you so much for hosting another fun episode. Yeah, this was a lot of fun. Um, well, if we'll, you know, we definitely want to do it again, hopefully with more, even more friends. But, yes. you know, if not, that's okay, too. Um, <laughs> it's a lot of fun. I'm glad. Now we have, we do have, like, an Our Star Wars Stories group chat now on Facebook, which is so much fun. I like I it. Was, I was telling Jordan about that on Saturday, and he's like, oh, I love that, you know. <laughs> He was very, Jordan's very excited about, you know, everything. Um, so yeah, hopefully we'll do this again. I think we should, you know, wrap up. I'll let, it's, I know it's, it's a little earlier for you, Josh, but out here it's 8 p.m. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, That's okay. I've got um, some more work uh, in my editing nightmare to make all those changes before my new book release. And then um, I try to go to bed early because I get up early because um, my animals want their lunch. and. I have to butcher and uh, prepare and we put stuff, vitamins and fish oil and everything for their health and their joints together and um, take care of all the animals. Plus there's horses, livestock, and, um, you know, mucking the stalls, picking up the, uh, oh, the pies, I guess I'll make it polite. <laughs> and um, 
that kind of work to be done too. So um, I um, definitely get my uh, time in when I can do the writing, but editing is the hardest part. And then I'm actually going to turn these into screenplays. So, yeah. um, you know, hopefully I'll have like a cool theme song that the Mandalorian got. Yeah. That music goes through your head, doesn't it? Oh, definitely. It's, uh, I have it as an alarm tone because me and my dad wake up at 5 a.m. every morning on Fridays. So I have, I wake up on Fridays to the Mandalorian. Nice. Theme. If, if I can just say um, one more thing before we all leave here. Um, there's uh, if you go back, if you go and watch our episode, there's a scene where I ignite a lightsaber, and then there's a scene where I'm taking a selfie shot from me, like, you know. And so you, you got this view of the back of my head, and there's a camera up here, and I was doing that while they were uh, doing some stuff with Josh, and I didn't think they were. <laughs> and so here it makes a here here I'm just making this goofy face and I'm igniting the lightsaber and you know while I'm, while I'm listening to the Josh be talked to on the on the um, that's thing, funny so, yeah I'm like oh great <laughs> yeah yeah although sometimes we get the best stuff when we don't know we're being filmed you know so <laughs> yeah so um. I'll let you guys go. We'll wrap up. Thank you again right. so Thank much you. for doing Thank this. You. This was so much fun. Thanks, Zoe, and thanks to your dad, Mike. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thank you to Mike too. And Zoe, it was really wonderful meeting you. It was wonderful meeting all of you. I mean, Dale, I already met you, but it was wonderful meeting <laughs> Josh and Barry. Um, hopefully we'll be able to meet more in person at Celebration Anaheim in two years, I guess less than two years. Uh, hopefully that'll go through. Uh, <laughs> oh, they announced another celebration? Yes. The postponement. Yeah. Oh, the, the one that they had going, right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So hopefully that'll work out well enough. Um, I forgot about everything. Was, um, this is a unique year. Yes. Everything yeah. that um, was supposed to have happened uh, did not. And... Um, yeah, I actually had forgotten that there was a Star Wars celebration yeah. this year because, yeah. in effect, there wasn't. Yes, yeah, yeah, celebration. Oh, this, I wouldn't, just because of my school starting schedule, I wouldn't have been able to make this year's celebration mm -hmm. Anaheim, but because they pushed it back in August, I am able to make it in 2022, which is, you know, I mean, you know, I wish, you know, all this wouldn't have happened, but that's the little nice side effect, I guess, for me. Are they going, Not for are everybody. they going to sell tickets? Because, um... I, d I um, found out about it when Barry and I were in Chicago and we were staying. Um, I had gotten him Cubs games tickets and we stayed to go to all those ball games. And um, I just, uh, the amount of money to extend the hotel and to um, go to the games and everything. I didn't have um, the position to go in to celebration, whatever number it will be for Anaheim 2020. And it sold through before I was able to do anything. And um so I was not scheduled to go to it, but um, the things have changed. Are they going to resell tickets? Uh, I don't know about buying tickets. I don't know. I know just recently people who um, already bought tickets, you know, that had the option to like transfer were able to, um, were like able to like transfer that ticket and that just like went through, I think recently, but I'm not sure how, how it'll work for, people who didn't have tickets originally. I'm not sure if they've opened that up yet or anything. I've got to get you out here, Barry, and it would be great if we could all um, join up together and then go over to Disneyland and crew on the Millennium Falcon. There you go. 
No, that's why I would I would do I would go to Disneyland for that to go on the Millennium Falcon. I would I would definitely do that. Yeah, I, 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 got, I got to fly the Falcon because I stayed with last uh, my last fall break last year. I was able to stay with Lizzie and her family. We, we flew the Falcon and went to Galaxy's Edge, and it was incredible. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of fun. I've been the pilot and I've been the um, repair guy. Um, I've never been a gunner yet. But um, where did was, you go, Zoe? In, uh, uh, Disneyland? in yeah, in Anaheim. I we're we were planning this year to go to Orlando and do it like as a family, but that obviously didn't go through. So, you know, hopefully we'll be able to go to Orlando because that's a little closer to us. Um, but yeah, I went to Anaheim. I was a pilot. We didn't do that great. I think it was probably my <laughs> fault. But we only we only did it once because we were only there one day. Um, I was a co-pilot. I went with my friend Crystal, and she insisted on having Han Solo's seat. <laughs> and so um i was taller anyway so i took jabakas <laughs> yeah i think honda was kind of mean to me in the line though because i had the app and you like do little mini games through the line for that for the falcon to, like keep you entertained and he kept asking like there's like this one part and you get a fake like id and you have to like answer questions off the id and i got all of them right and he still said i could have done better so i don't i have a little beef with hondo for that <laughs> Oh, true Disneyland story. Um, when I was there with Crystal, I wore a shirt because I've heard of stories of people finding their kidney donor at uh, Disneyland. So I wore a shirt for Stephen Smiley um, that he needs a transplant and the hospital number. And I figured that we're in line talking to people you'll be in line with for 45 minutes. You'll be able to at least share a little bit. And I had a Star Wars story to share, obviously. So I'm in there in um, Galaxy's Edge. And I'm wearing the shirt, and I have the black vest and everything on, uh, which I put on for pictures. So I kind of have a Han getup. And um, we go in to take photo ops, because Crystal found out about this place where Chewbacca and Boba Fett and other stars were taking uh, costume pictures, you know? And um, so uh, it was great, because I got to hug a Wookiee. And we saw Chewie and met Chewie first. And then we go over to the next room, and Boba Fett was really mean to me because he took a look at me and he says, you look like Corellian rebel scum. And he's like, <laughs> and Crystal's like, yeah, he is. And he's like, get on your knees. And he's pointing your blaster at me. He's got like binders, handcuffs or something, you know? And um, so she's snapping pictures and stuff like that. And I said, you know, nobody's seen you without that helmet on, right? And he's like, no, um, it was before Mandalorian, because I mean, I, I could have heard him say, this is the way. <laughs> but I said, well, I'm personal friends with Chewbacca. He's right over in that next room. And you mess with me anymore. I'm just going to call Chewie in here. And that helmet's going to go flying. <laughs> <laughs> he was quiet. He didn't, the actor didn't have anything to say to that. A dangerous game to play with Boba Fett. Yeah. No, the Star Wars actors at Galaxy's Edge are very committed. I was with um, Lizzie and Axel Perales. And we hung out for a while with Vimerati. She helped. She came up with code names for us. She had her sneak her around the park from, like stormtroopers. Mm -hmm. Like we hid in bushes with Vimerati. She's like a, <laughs> a resistance spy character. If you haven't read the books, it's where she's from. Uh, wow. And she was. She hung out with us. She. We came up with a code name for our team, which is Blue Lothcat. We had, um, she named me Delta. She just gave us code names. So she just pointed at me and she was like, you're Delta. And I was like, great, thank you, bye, Marathi. Um, And we like snuck around like Kylo Ren and like hit her and like, st like made a wall to like stand and hide her from the stormtroopers. 
she and then later we ran into her again and she was like blue loth cat and she was like so yeah the vimerati actress at galaxy's edge great job <laughs> i loved all the books i'm old school and had really wanted to see jana and jason solo from new jedi order and i read the young jedi knight books about them before that when i was growing up as a kid and um I, I like the sequel trilogy. I'm, I don't uh, um, want to get into that a lot, but I would have loved um, if Adam and uh, Daisy had played Jason and Jaina. It would have been great, too. Um, they were incredible characters, and um, that was um, the point. I was really enjoying the books, and you know, it motivated me to write, too, because I actually wanted to write for Star Wars originally. Um, then... Um, I don't know if I really uh, had an opportunity to transfer to reading because I have to reread my own material 500 times before I, I get so nervous about putting out a new story. I have it professionally edited, but I still check and double check if everything makes sense um, because that's what I like for my stories. I like to provide my readers continuity and also no loopholes and nothing to um, go back and go, what? The Emperor is still alive. Yeah, that's um, that's really cool. Yeah, I think, you know, I was never into the old EU books as much. I think I was a little young. I read some of the old Clone Wars, like comics and stuff, but um, never much into EU books. So my Star Wars reading has primarily been the new canon, and I'm I am really loving all those books and. That's where Vimerati's from. She's in the Phasma book, and I know she's in the. Mm -hmm. There, I haven't read them yet, but she's in like the Galaxy's Edge books, like Black Spire and stuff. Oh, uh, but so she's. I would, you know, I'd recommend Phasma. She's not in that quite as much, obviously, because it's mainly about Captain Phasma, but it's still a good book. Um, Speaking of the yeah. Clone War comics, um, Ayla Sakura came from Jan Dursima's work when she designed her, and George Lucas liked her. Uh, Ayla, that was, and wanted her into the uh, movies before she became a major Clone Wars character, and um, loved the design of that, you know, a blue Twi'lek Jedi. And um, mm -hmm. Jan actually is done the book cover for my next release, for it's coming out uh, this fall for Buried Values, and I was able to partner with her. Um, some of the Star Wars artists have been incredible. I just, I wanted to give a shout out to Dave Dorman, because I forgot about something. When I met you, Barry and, and Dale, um, I had known you back in 1999, and I went to Sir, the uh, Comic-Con with Sir Steve. He was embarrassed because I built a five-foot-long replica of Princess Leia's spaceship, the Blockade Runner, the Ten of Four, for all my action figures, and rolled it in on a cart with a uh, boombox blasting the Star Wars tunes underneath <laughs> it, trying to attract attention. And Comic-Con security was on me like you know right away oh. and they were like you can't, you can't do that and Dave Dorman the famous Star Wars cover artist uh said um no no he's with me and he let me park that blockade runner there for four days of comic-con in his exhibit nice. and I had the Hasbro team come over and everything they were saying it's too big but I'll have to say that today um it's only a foot shorter then our sail barge. Yeah, my dad has, he hasn't opened it, but he has one of the sail barges, and the Black Series ones in there. That, that thing's huge. Um, so I, we 
said like 20 minutes ago we were going to wrap up and then got on another bunny trail which is common so but we'll we'll wrap up uh thank you guys so much for thank you. the show it was a lot of a lot oh, of fun hello. <laughs> and um so i guess we'll just sign off i know i'll let you guys do your plugs but obviously on you can find star wars geek girl it's at sw girl on twitter and instagram and then just star wars geek girl on facebook uh do you guys have any website oh and starwarsgeekgirl.com is our website i've been doing weekly writings about the mise-en-scene of star wars rebels is that something you're interested in uh i've been doing that every week so check that out and just you know the star wars geek girl website in general has lots of fun stuff kind of lots of writing um do you guys have anything you want to plug before we go sure you can find me at cancerbusy.blogspot.com if you would like to follow my musings about having multiple myeloma it's cancerbusy.blogspot.com Barry, Josh, is there anywhere people can find you? Okay. I don't know offhand. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on okay. Facebook at, at Buried Values. Um, and Buried Values is like, they're all dead and buried. But it's an interesting look into our history and our possible future. Mm -hmm. So buriedvalues.com or okay. Buried Values on Facebook. Again, thank you so much, everyone listening. Make sure you check check everything out from everybody. And you know, if you haven't, make sure you watch the Star Wars Stories series because uh, every episode's really good and really really touching. I feel like so. Hopefully, we'll be able to get more our Star Wars Stories friends on the show. Uh, but for now, we'll um, we'll sign off. So th again, thank you so much to you guys for being on. Thank you to everyone who listened. Uh, may the force be with you, and goodbye. Goodbye. And of course, be with you as well. Star Wars Geek Girls. They're geek girls that like Star Wars. And sometimes cry.